another week another win gentlemen we are over 500 i think it's time oh it's time it's time it's command this time 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 word debater we're in let's do this Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. It is November 22nd. This is a victory Monday on Tuesday. This is a moxie Monday on Tuesday. This is episode 164 for Command This. This is me, Steve. We had your boy Phil on the intro. We have Dev down below. Fellas, we had to push it one day to the right. Thank you very much. It was my son's four-year-old birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Coda. So we're pushing it one day to the right. Yeah, his son just had a uh, 10, 11? Yeah, Sunday. 10 years old. 10 years old. Happy yeah. birthday to him as well. Uh, it is the season. Um, but fellas, welcome. How y'all doing tonight? Jesus' birthday is next. <laughs> that means everybody's birthday except mine. You know what? Yeah. If I get I'm another dumbass baby. t-shirt. Hey, number one, kids, if y'all listening, quit buying me these fucking t-shirts. I want some Jordans or something. You know what I'm saying? For Christmas? Man, Jordans, some new tires from a truck, something, man. Something? Y'all all got jobs and out of house, man. I don't want another motherfucking t-shirt. Don't want one. I want a good but, gift. Hey, Thanksgiving's in two days, man. Let's get to Thanksgiving first before we yeah. talk about Christmas time. Yeah, I got a 20-pound turkey just waiting deep fried I'm not talk about that the, we'll talk about that at the end we'll talk about what's the food what do we all got going on etc 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 but for those look in the chat i see yam what's up yam it's time oh it's time it's HGTC time as phil just said on the intro okay. what's going on chris mcdaniel thank you for joining victory victory monday on a tuesday moxie monday on a tuesday here we go Let's go ahead and turn down the music and get right into the joint. Let's get right started. All right, fellas. So we won 23 to 10, 23 to 10. It was a good look. It was finally a game where we really didn't have to, you know, worry. It wasn't going to come down to the wire. It wasn't one of those games that we kind of had all season where we just didn't know what was going to happen. So for that, we are thankful we came away with the victory. Thankful for that victory on Thursday. Uh, not thankful that the Vikings didn't do jack snap snibbits to the to the Cowboys following our game. They got their asses whooped, but that's okay. I digress. Dale Oliver says, sup, Dev? Dale, what's up? Alan Hester says, what's up, guys? Thank you for joining us from the Facebook. The Facebook. Um, the Facebook. Hitting us up the on the Facebooks? Facebook. The Facebook. Um, so real quick, 23 to 10. Initial initial uh, feeling from the game, game before we go into the recap. Phil, what you got? Um, Defense is, is, is wow. Uh, they've gotten good. They've gotten very good. That was um, something that, that, that took away. It's just our, our front four is just dominant um offense was a bit sloppy 
Uh, you know, only one touchdown in the red zone, two chip shot field goals. It's always nice to see that Joey Sly seems to have found his groove. That's going to be key. That's going to be key coming down the stretch too, being able to convert field goals. But we need to make get some more touchdowns uh, for sure. Uh, you know, you convert two of those field goals to touchdowns. That's eight more points. That's a whole touchdown two point conversion right there. So in itself, yes, it is. Yeah. So you just you, you, there needs to be. Um, we need we need to tighten up on 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 offense. And you know what, Rivera and the defense kind of called them out for it in post game, and I thought it was interesting. They didn't do it anybody by name, but they did they did call them out in the post game. So I thought that was interesting, but very true, very true. Yeah, Dev, how do you feel about the game overall, man? Before we start going into uh all this all this stuff here in a second, man, man, I'm I, I felt like we won, you know. We finally played. I didn't feel at any time in the game that we were going to lose, and that's a that's a weird feeling. <laughs> if you're a if you're a Washington uh, Commanders fan, uh, it was a weird feeling. We were the Washington football team, and definitely a weirder feeling. We were the Redskins. Almost never did we feel like oh, there's no way that they're going to win this one. That's how I felt all Sunday, um, yeah. and we still didn't play that well on offense. So I'm hoping you know we'll start getting the other half of our of our uh, two teams together it looks like special teams of defense has been pretty much carrying us the last two games thank god for those guys and chase young has come back so i feel good yeah he's on his way back uh for those in the chat <clears throat> daniel shiner from facebook said we got a little slide but we need to work harder that is right abm marley what's up marcus edlin host of the sports view marcus facebook marcus from louisville Chris McDaniel says, thankfully, Taylor Heineke was a football god and did everything a quarterback needs to do to win a game and order us to beat the Texans. Manage the game. They had had a had a had a lot of Alex Smith written on it. A lot of post-injury Alex Smith written on it. He did make some good throws, which we'll talk about here in a second. But he did what he had to do to win. And, dangerous ones. He, he did what he had to do. Aaron Share from Facebook, thank you for joining. Dion Proctor was cracking, my man. Yam, uh, Yam said, did everything except throw any touchdowns. Joe Harris says, left a lot of points on the field. We did. The, uh, three points, it should have been probably more. Uh, Aaron says, Heineken said himself, after the game, he had to play better, and the offense has to be better. Big props to defensive teammates and special teams. Yeah, holding it down. Last comment before we go on the recap. Chris says, Taylor Heineken doesn't need stats like touchdowns, or yards, or anything. Like that to win a football game, all he needs is Moxie. We usually win Moxie. I love I know the sarcasm is dripping like candy paint off a classic car in Houston. Off of that comment, these comments by Chris McDaniel. I just see it, Chris. You don't have to. You don't have to tell us, man. We are. We are the. We are the Moxie. Moxie kings around here. So we we live for the Moxie. We win games. Moxie did nothing. I'm the Moxie moderator over here. Hold on. Oh, man. All right. Let's get right into the recap here, fellas. So starting off in the first quarter, it was action right at the gate almost, if you you kind of remember it. Well, a little slow start, but uh, we get a pick six, basically, by Kendall Fuller. Takes us up. We almost threw a pick. Zero after we almost threw a pick. But first quarter, we're up 7-0. Uh, later in that quarter, Taylor did miss some wide open throws. We just kind of talked about that. Threw, threw, threw one high to, uh, I think it was Curtis Samuel. 
threw one high to him, and he couldn't get his hands on it, and that almost ended up being a pick too. Um, I was nervous early. I was honestly, I, I will say this: I was, I was hoping that we'd see kind of that Green Bay thing where he'd settle down after a while. But I don't know. Those first couple of uh, early throws where they nearly got picked. Uh, if Petrie had hands, <laughs> we would have been in some serious trouble. I was, um, I was, uh, I was definitely. I was like, oh no! Don't tell me we're gonna have Green Bay all over again. We can't do this. Tw- we can't live on this edge. But. Um, is what it is. Uh, you know, we he did settle down after his first two drives. We we, we did run the ball and doing what we do well. Fantastic game manager. After a series of one, two, three, four, five punts between the two teams, um, we kind of moved on. Scott did settle in with his play calling. We did see six runs in a row, which we we're like, "Where's the runs? Where's the runs? Where are the runs?" And then it led to a Curtis Samuel jet sweep runs right in 14 to nothing in the second quarter. That jet sweep, by the way, one of the best plays in our playbook. It was fantastic. Cause it's so quick. It is so quick and we don't do it enough. And the one time yeah, yeah. we would have did it a couple four, I think we had a penalty. That's always sucks when you see them do a penalty, right? When they're about to run it, it's. It, it, he was doing it, it with the wrong guy. Hell they yeah. kept running it with everybody, but the guy who's good at running the ball out of the backfield. I mean, it, then they finally ran it with Curtis and got a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Marcus says, Taylor Heineke just have the the efi- efficient, the almost INT he had with B-Rob wide open on the sideline. I'm glad he said he has to play. But that's true. I'm glad you noticed that. I thought I was the only one to seen that when he threw that ball all the way down. At first, he threw to McLaurin. It was incomplete. He had a first down wide open, and Robinson he probably would have ran for 20 more yards. No one was on the guy, man. He was running down the left sideline, just chilling, man. And he turned it all the upfield and threw an incomplete pass made a punted on the, the first drive. I'm like, dude, like you had more than the first down. That that stuff's gonna bite us against a good team, man. That's the only thing I'm worried about with Heineken. Yeah, it's man. not sustainable. Those things aren't sustainable, like you said. Right. You can't just throw shit up, man. Hope yep. it sticks. Aaron says, Love the folks. They say they can't talk to Phil or won't engage him with him because he's mean. Yeah. Phil's a little rough around the edge there. When it's when it comes to no, comes to old Taylor, I say is wrong. My, my I, again, I don't hate Taylor Heineke. I hate the hive and the, the deification of the man for things he hasn't done. Yeah, that well, I have a problem well, with, and I and I hate the people who are irrational about it. But you know what? I, look, I can be the heel. That's fine. Lord knows I've been doing it for a while. But, I mean, you couldn't watch this game and go, wow, borderline pro bowler. No, not at all. Anyway. But I'm waiting for one of those performances. We just haven't seen it yet. We we, we know what's in there. I, I, hope, I hope he has. So I really wish. I really do. Because I, I, I wish he could be better because it would just kill this argument. Yeah. And we'd never have to talk about the QB again. Yeah, straight up. Straight up. All right, getting on. We're still in the second quarter. It's 14 to 0. Uh, Deron Payne has a big old sack with uh, 10.45 left. Oh, hold on, man. Hold on, bro. What? Don't ever say Payne had a big old sack <clears throat> and then Pause. sip bourbon. Like you're Why? Trip, man. Just... Why? I'm uh, secure. My Payne did have a big old sack. He had a couple big old sacks. 
he had some big time. Oh, defense is a bunch of big old sacks. Big old sacks. That's what we okay? call our defense. The big old sacks. Pause. 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 Gotta be a, you gotta say the whole thing like a tribe called Quest, like the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the team with big old sacks. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> That's our defensive name from now on. The Washington team with big old sacks. Yeah, the big old sacks. So in the second quarter, um, and that was followed right after right after Payne got his sack. Sweat followed up with the sack right after. So it's good to see the the D line just continue to eat. Next couple drives, you had a couple good runs, um, and Logan Thomas had a beautiful catch. And we finished that drive with a field goal. We got up to seventeen to zero. And then we had another two, good two-minute drive towards the end with another great catch by Logan Thomas. Um, Taylor did look poised in this hurry-up offense going into halftime. And then we close it out with a field goal, 20-0. to zero. I think those last two drives people were talking about, like Joe Bernard said, we left points on their table. Those are, those are opportunities that we thought we were going to end up scoring, and we didn't. You know, 11 plays, 61 yards, and it ends in a field goal. 10 plays, 54 yards, ends in a field goal. I mean, I think we just got to convert those better. Rolling down to the third, Texas put together a pretty pretty decent drive. Uh, Brandon Cooks kind of cooked Bostic around the edge, if you remember that, for a 41-yard gain. I mean, you can't expect him. I mean, I don't know how you can expect him to cover Brandon Cooks, but they had Bostic on Cooks, and he got cooked for 41. And then this is the drive. <laughs> the follow-on drive is when Ridgeway just suplexes Damian Pierce. Like he's just a rag doll, not a human being. And we'll show yeah, a video yeah, of that here shortly. Okay. So as as I've noted, I I did have a brief career as trying to become a professional wrestler. That was a beautiful gut wrench suplex. That's exactly what it was. And a lot of people say power bomb, not excess one they know, but that was a gut wrench suplex. Vader bomb. That was impressive. I've done that move to people before and had them giving me some assistance and couldn't get that kind of height. He picked that dude up and got air under him before he put him down. I mean, he didn't just like pick him up and drop him. He picked him up and got him up and dropped him out against his will. That is just insane levels of strength. Cause you're, you're picking up somebody like that that does not want to get picked up and you just air mailed him right down. Yeah. It was a beautiful thing to see. I hate that it's a 15-yard penalty. <clears throat> but you know what? Sometimes you'll take those penalties just because it makes a statement. It gets people fired up. Oh, what do we have here? Oh, God, this is so beautiful to watch. As a, fo- as a former football player and a former wrestler, this is so nice. Oh! Oh, by the powers of gray skulls. Like, like, this, this ah, around the oh, gut. That is, and then flips him over. That is a gut pump handle. That looked like a pump handle slam, bro. Oh, my gosh. You gotta watch Who did the pump again. handle slam, Phil? Who was that guy? Uh, Road Dog. Road Dog, yeah. That was a dope move. Totally unnecessary. I, I'm wondering what he's going to get fined for that. By the well, way, what is your line? Your they're, all gonna pay, they're all going to pay a quarter of his fine. See, y'all called it on Sunday. What are your guys' favorite? Wrestling finishing moves of all time while we're looking at that. Uh, I don't know. I have to get back to you on that one. I used a four. I used a a a, a front facing power slam, which is basically like a dominator, except I went with the guy. Um, my all time favorite is sharpshooter. 
Yeah. I do like the sharpshooter. I'm more, I like, I want Goldberg's, uh, the uh, jackknife powerbomb. The jackhammer? Jackhammer, like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like that one, man. I like I the big, too. Yeah. The camel clutch. Hard to beat that one. He's, he's old school. He stopped Ricky, watching. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's uh, uh, flying off the corner ropes into big chin music. <laughs> beat. Hey, you remember back in the day when a leg drop would end your shit? You know, Hulk <laughs> <laughs> Hogan leg drop. Body Boom. slam a dude, and that was the end of the match. You're like, what? Hey, but here's a comment here. Nosebleed seats on YouTube. Thanks for joining us. Says Heineke isn't good. That's why he doesn't have those performances. Yes, I know we're a few minutes behind, but I know exactly what you're talking about when we asked about Heineke. He said he is who he is, being the best option right now. It is a problem. We just talked about this. Yes, we've been bailed out plenty of times, but you, those performances will not fly over teams like San Francisco, over teams the new the cowboys that played on sunday like it's going to be interesting to see how 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 it's going to work out uh yam said i love taylor love the dude but people are blind to reality outside of moxie and wins people forget before these wins he was seven and nine as a starter i'm glad he's winning now but i live in reality that's the truth and i think we do too there's a lot of people that don't but and enjoy and the win you've got, got something for that a little bit enjoy the winning by can't stop can't not enjoy the winning but even the stats prove. We'll talk about this afterwards, but the stats prove it, and we have a couple things we're going to show that you know just shows that. Jason says, "Is it possible to keep paying?" Yeah, it's possible if they drop Carson and free up twenty six million dollars in cap space, then you can the sign. Cap is going up too next year, by the way. I know, but I, you know what? In the chat, I'm curious to everyone: Has there ever been a time when two interior defensive linemen were paid top five in the league? I don't think I don't think you have to pay paying top five. I think you, I think, I think you said I think you franchise them, bro. I mean, the worst case, I think there's a number you offer them, and then you franchise that joker, man. You can't let him go. For That's nothing. fair, but you, you know, franchise, go, franchise him. You're going for a Super Bowl next year, but you know, man, franchise I, you is are, the average of the you top. are you. You know, the franchise is the you average are, of the dog. top. I mean, uh, you know, Average of the top ten, top five, top seven—I forget. He's top seven. Top five, but I think it's like thirteen to fourteen million dollars, though. Yeah. If you franchise them, franchise them. I mean, you're probably case, you're, you're probably right. You should you should you should franchise. Yeah, I franchise them twice while I give them twenty. That's so good. next year, next year the non-exclusive franchise tag. Well, as of this year, seventeen point three nine six. So seventeen point four. I don't know what's going to be yeah. next year, but that's you know that's up pushing there. twenty. Yep, pushing twenty. Pushing twenty. I'd see if you can get him an eighteen. I, I would. I, that's where I would try to start. But I say we give him sixteen. Imagine that. You imagine that what we're looking, what we're looking to pay Payne now is the money that we could have had Kirk Cousins for. You know, yes, Bruce yes. wanted to sign, or excuse me, Scott wanted to sign Kirk Cousins. I want to say for a two or three year deal at like twelve to fifteen million a pop. And and I think Dan they said no. Nineteen. That's crazy. Yeah. Think about what quarterbacks make now. Yep, nosebleed seats man again says, "We're so quarterback starved. Any quarterback who doesn't completely fall on their face, we want to pretend that that makes him a good quarterback." I'm in that boat. You draft a quarterback, you you sign a quarterback every year until you find yours. We don't have a franchise quarterback. We do not. We haven't had a franchise quarterback since arguably Kirk Cousins. Before that, arguably Robert Griffin for one year. Arguably before that, Mark Rippin for two. I'd say Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson, <laughs> yes. 06, 06? We screwed that. No, no, no. 99. No, Brad Johnson was 99, 99. 2000. 
we screwed the pooch on that one because Jeff George, young young Dan wanted the sexy arm in Jeff George. Mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. Jason says Alan Payne and Des said they would pay three quarter quarter of his fines. Yeah, we did talk about it originally. Sorry, I'm still trying to catch up on the comments. Aaron Sherrod, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. That's right. Sweet chin music. Tony Tony Shivers, thanks for joining, bro. Says the Stone Cold Stunner. Didn't Jimmy Superfly Snooker rape some people and kill himself or some yeah, crazy? He stuff? had some some he's criminal. A, he's issues. alive. He got away with murder. Yeah, but just like Ray Lewis, right? Ooh. Oh, shit. Except Superfly is kind of worse. Just case like OJ, him. right? Oh, <laughs> you got you got keep it going, it. Phil. Just like who? Didn't oh, do it. All right, Ray Lewis. Oh, I let's did. get let's get back to the recap here. So we just finished up the Ridgeway uh, suplex in the third. Uh, we kicked another field. Or excuse me, Houston kicked the field goal and finally get on the board with five minutes left. Um, and now twenty to three in, in the third quarter. Robinson gets stopped for a loss. Uh, on the next drive, but if you remember, he just powers through and gets a first down. It was a beautiful, beautiful run. And then third and one, they missed the pass wide open to Bates. It was a very stupid call. I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly where we were on that play. Uh, I think we were I'm trying to remember correctly. It was third and one. We sh- we did a pass and we should have just ran the ball. We were running the ball very good at this point. Third and one. Why did you pass with Taylor Heineke? That's the stuff that I'm talking about. Why? What was the? Why would we do that? Doesn't make sense. Following drive, Alan Sweat get another. Yeah, that got to get that Moxie Go Go juice up. Alan Sweat had another sack twice today, Taylor. I know. Four minutes left in this in the third, force a punt, and then we went for it on fourth and one. The following drive, B Rob gets the first down. Ended up with another field goal, twenty three to three, heading right into the fourth quarter. So. There's another deep ball in the fourth quarter. Uh, Davis Mills threw a very nice ball up the sideline to Cooks. It hit his helmet. St. Juice did a great job covering that play. He was all over him, played it beautifully. Hits Cooks' helmet, and then who comes out of nowhere but old Defoe himself, Derek Forrest, for the big INT. Beautiful, beautiful play. They relooked it. His shoulder was down. He got out of bounds. It was an amazing play. It was it was just gorgeous to watch. It, I'm really starting to like Derek Forrest in that in that position. Um, it's just a, a thing of beauty to watch. Uh, a couple follow-on drives. Mills makes a few good passes. Cooks dropped a beautiful ball down the middle. Uh, Taylor tweaked his ankle on a pass. If you remember, he was getting stuffed. I think our own lineman, I don't know if it was Norwell or Taylor, who kind of backed up into him but he did tweak his ankle but he continued he came back out in the next few series at that point we thought we were going to see maybe sam Howell play it safe but ron said at his press conference they were just going to continue to run the ball out and uh texans end the game with another um davis mills running for a touchdown and the game ends 23 10 and then after that press conference, money not running that end zone man by the way damn it yeah run about so. the end zone bro <laughs> and then Following the press conference, Ron came out and said, listen, we're going with Taylor. Why? Winning. Uh, and, and since he made the comment, if you remember, I think we were one in four. One in, I don't remember. But he talked about Taylor's limitations at that point. Ever since he said, why are you guys having such a hard time? And his answer was quarterback. He made the switch and we've just continued to win. So it's kind of a, a weird point. But, hey, we're six and five. 
we're playing the Falcons this weekend. So let's go. All right. That's the recap. Let's move right into the next topic. Overreaction Monday. So those in the chat, give us your overreaction Monday down in the chat. Dev, let's start with you. What's your overreaction for Monday? We're going to the Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl, baby. Let's go. Um, that's my overreaction. Basically, that's it. I don't have anything really to add to that. Yim says the thing is, we don't also have to sell the farm to get a quarterback in the first, unless it's like right. a guarantee. Quarterbacks and, are just plain overrated. These past two years show that they do. I just don't. You just don't stop pursuing one. I don't care at what level. What you just right. got to do it. Damn, I'm telling you right now, bro. I know what y'all y'all already know what I'm gonna say. Go get Lamar Jackson, bro. Send out, find yep, a way I to throw out. I mean, get, find a way to throw out 250 million dollars if they hey, franchise them. You don't have to pay the penalty this year. It'll be next. Trade year. someone. Hey, trade no, Curtis. Man, Franchise and trade pain. I don't care. They Go get Lamar gonna, Jackson. They aren't going to take a trade, bro. They're gonna they're gonna try to they're gonna try to offer offering money, and it's not going to be two hundred fifty million that he wants. Offering well, the two hundred fifty million make him say no. Make Lamar Jackson is no, going to be bro. franchised, which means yeah. we have to pay two first to get him. And I'll do it. I'd do it too. Yeah, do it. That's, that's you can say buy Carson, right. sign Payne, right? Keep Sam, right? You're golden, right? Let's go. I'm just saying, Let's man. Go. That's what that's what I would do. I would go at least try it. Worst case, I draft Herndon. In a second or third round next year, and off let his Heineke ACL run. hooker, yeah, and then, let him sit a year, let yeah. him learn some shit, and run with Heineke next year, man. If we go to the playoffs, I'm with that. If we don't, man, you gotta you're gonna be picking in the uh, the NFL's version of the lottery, so get the best quarterback available at that point. Yeah, but I mean, sure. if you, I'm telling you, I would go after Jackson. I would offer him the 250 million that he wants. And and then I would give up them two first round picks as a penalty if I had to, man. And think yeah. nothing else about it, bro. And then trade someone. You already else got you already got a lot of youth you're developing, man. I mean, it'd be cool to have those picks, but all of our main guys that are young are under contract, bro. Yeah. Except obviously Payne, which we can franchise. I'm telling you, man, I would one hundred percent, one thousand percent do that. Yeah. I got to him. Who else is available next year? I'd offer Green Bay money for uh Rogers. Rogers. He's gonna well, honestly knowing Ron. Ron loves a veteran, right? We know he's Ron loves cheap. He's gonna be cheaper than Jackson. He will be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I offer I offer two first rounds for that guy. First, that's probably the first thing I do. I like instead of giving up two first rounds for Lamar, come in and do it. Yeah, I'd do offer it. it for for him. I, yeah. I don't want what I don't want is Garoppolo. I got a bad feeling too. Yeah, we don't. I mean, because he's playing. <laughs> Semi well right now. No man, no, um, that's, that's a regular ass dude. Like we already basically, that's the same a, dude with. He's a, a more arm. handsome Taylor Heineke. Basically, he's a whore. He's a, he's a whore version. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> said. If you're on YouTube, make sure to smash that like button. It helps. Also, how far for you guys from being able to open up super chats and such? Yeah, we are about fifty three off from that. We're almost at a thousand subscribers. We're sitting at 947. So thank you for, for asking, inquiring. For those watching, if you're on Facebook, go over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Then you can go back to Facebook, but at least go hit that sub button. We really appreciate it. We're almost there. Nosebleed Seatsman says, overreaction, Sly is now a dependable field goal kicker. Yes. Last week we had our show called Sly and his big family stones after he hit that 58-yarder, and Sly is really coming to his own. You know, It would be such a Washington thing if he were to get injured, though. Knock on wood. don't want to say that, but. I don't know if you saw that 
I had Graham Gano on a fantasy team, and Graham Gano was having a phenomenal year last year. He's been phenomenal, and he missed three extra points last week with the Giants. Wow. At least yep. two. Terrible, terrible, terrible time. Greg Delaney's all in on Lamar Jackson. Aaron Shearer says no thanks. Okay. Marcus says Heineke fans are saying that the reason we why we won is because of Heineke. The Ravens won't get it Lamar Jackson. Look, man, if if, Washington, if Lamar Jackson had, well, you know, McLaurin, oh. Samuels, Dotson, fucking Kurt, uh, uh, your boy Curtis. back in the backfield, both running backs, Robinson and Gibson and McKissick, if he comes back, and Thomas and Cole yeah. off the bench. Man, y'all, and this defense, y'all crazy, bro. If he, yep. Look what he's doing with no one in the Ravens. No one. No Every one. skill position player on our team starts on the Ravens, dog. They don't have – their top four receivers aren't better than our top – our top five receivers may start on Baltimore. And I'm not even just being a joke about that. Like, literally, uh, what's his face? Dayami Brown and Milne might start for the Ravens, bro. I mean, yeah, I'm, that's I'm how you know. I'm keeping it real, man. Yeah. I mean, Sims definitely would. Just keeping it real, though. The only guy that wouldn't is Thomas, but he would definitely play. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's that's insane, bro. I I would take that. So I take that sucker to heartbeat, man. Like, you're not going to find another Lamar Jackson, bro. No, like, you're, you're not right. going to find one of those, man. Like that guy's a, a MVP at 21 years old, man. You don't find. A guy that can carry your whole team. There's only about three guys in the NFL that you can put them on any team that might go to the playoffs. There's only like three of them, man. It's like Mahomes, Lamar, and and maybe it used to be Aaron Rodgers. Right. Ain't a lot of them. Ain't there ain't none. Herbert, as great as he is, no playoffs, bro. Zero. Yeah. What up? No, With like six all pros. Zero. Zero. Heineke has a better record since joining the Redskins than Herbert. Yeah. Chargers. They got six all pros, bro. Don't give it, dude. Justin Herbert's top five quarterback in the NFL. I don't, I don't care what you say, Dev. You're not gonna, you're not gonna win that argument. How? What's he done to prove that to you? you will never, just look, ever just look, make pretty passes. Win that argument. Just top making pretty 10, passes. He just makes pretty five. passes. Is that what does it? What's he doing, man? He's had one. He's had no wide receivers this year. He's had Zero. no playoffs either in three years. Zero. It's his third year. What do you expect? Right. How many Lamar went to in his first three years? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Allen go to his first three. Way less talent. If Lamar had the Chargers team, if Lamar was on the Dude, Chargers, you make I mean, this Super argument Bowls, every time. We, I mean, Super Bowls I, I the Chargers it. have right now, bro. I get it, but he's on the Ravens, so yeah. With these what ifs, you can go all day with it. All right, man. I'm going. We're going to Super Bowl. We get Lamar next year, bro. Do we? We probably would. I'm Let's getting get honest with you. Get to some of these comments here. Liam says Liam's overreaction. The defense is worse Neil. than the game showed. Still suspect on giving up big pass plays, letting four or five yard passes turn into 10 or 20. Also blowing coverages with guys wide open, but Texans miss. Also, offense needs to score more points, period. Yeah, we just talked about that in the recap. We gave up a lot of lot left a lot of points on the board with those three field goals that we had. But um, Phil, let's get to you for your overreaction Monday, and we'll get to some more comments right after that. My overreaction Monday is um we are going to go to the playoffs and be a dangerous team with this defense. That's my overreaction. This defense is playing at such a strong level. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Yam made a point, but Yam's point applies more to the second half. And you can tell they took the foot off gas on defense. 
they were just they were playing back in a lot of you know softer zones and things like that. Not full on prevent, but enough prevent. They were just trying. They were just rushing for and sitting everybody back. And good amount of that stuff that they were getting in Texas was was intermediate zone, um, which we defend better. <clears throat> when we're actually trying, they were just trying to keep everything in front of them at that point. That's what it felt like. Problem is that those guys catch that ball running. Yeah. They've got some yards in front of them. They were, they were playing a lot softer uh, in the, uh, in the second half. Yeah. Greg said, that's why I wonder how to play see if he's a future possible future quarterback. Yeah, I did too. Why, why even risk Taylor Taylor? We, we get Can Taylor. I, Taylor's I Can I give you a little insight in that? Apparently yeah. according to, according to John Kime, Oh, uh, Sam Howell is not where he needs to be or not where they would like him to be or not where in terms to play because he's not getting through his progressions. Like they would really have to simplify the passing game for him. Shit, Heineke don't get through his progressions. He is pretty much, oh, McLaurin, throw it up. <laughs> we just talked about that. Like we just saw hey, Robinson running down the sideline. Speaking of closing your eyes and throw it. Yeah, I, I mean, not, check out I'm this not shirt. Gonna, check I'm out this shirt being sold in Taylor Haneke's store. Dope. I'm not gonna, Terry, I'm, not gonna somewhere. Taylor, I'm gonna buy that. I'm not already, gonna slander Taylor Haneke, man. I, already, I love I Taylor. I'm, I'm rocking with him this year. I already bro. bought one. I already yeah, bought one. I knew you did. You probably bought three. Yeah, but this is a this is a parody shirt, so it's funny. Yeah, this is funny. F it. He knows it. You see, the problem is that that is how he plays sometimes. It is, and. Uh, just... Hey, go turn inside at the car, man. That's a, Hey, if you were playing street football back in the day, Taylor Heineken would be the GOAT, bro. Just, hey, m- hey, make a left at the car. I got you. We used to mess up cars so bad. Man. He's getting so much trouble. Uh, Marcus, I agree with Dev. Draft Hendon in the third. We still have Resign Cam yeah. Curl. Yim says if we manage to keep paying, we can let sweat go since Obata's like sweat light and can keep cheap and refill with free agent or draft. That's true. I'm telling you, Chase, Duran, John Allen, and Montez Sweat. You cannot sign all four. I don't care what anyone thinks. Someone's leaving. I am At least to. one, maybe two. You cannot keep all four. There's no way. I'm trying to keep all of them. Everybody else is going to be cheap. Unless I get Lamar, then I let any of them go. But I'm Lamar, saying I let almost all of them go for Lamar. Unless I get me a Lamar, I, look, I'm, I'm, I need. We need one of those, bro. We need, we need, we can't afford Lamar. We definitely can afford him. He ain't getting 250 million next year, bro. It's split up between six, seven, eight years. That's the going rate. Whether you like it or not, that's going to be the going rate. Any quarterback that we want is going to be great. Is going to make that much money at this point going forward, bro. That that's just I don't care if it's Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins was a free agent next year, he getting two hundred something million, bro. That's just how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I unfortunately, like you paying Lamar two hundred fifty million this next year is going to be cheap five years from now. Oh, just just when we thought nineteen million for Kirk was like yeah, that was outrageous, right? That was outrageous. The following year, Derek Carr got his got his deal and already beat it by four million dollars. You know what's outrageous? Paying a receiver twenty four million dollars to not make a Pro Bowl. Paying a backup, paying a third string running back five million a year to JD. not play. JD. You know, that that's a and when he does play, he gets five, six snaps. That's 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 expensive. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And those guys were basically worth the money. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know, man. I'd pay it. 
I, yeah. And I'll pay it for Aaron Rodgers next year if he wants to play, whatever he wants. I pay it, bro. But if you can't get Herndon in like the hooker, get hooker in about the second or third round, man, let him sit behind Taylor. I wouldn't be mad at that, man. Yeah. I'm sure he'll probably go higher than that based off what he's played this year. I know he's so? injured, but he's a good player, man. I saw him at Virginia Tech totally underutilized. I think the teams that need a quarterback need one now. And they I probably do. And he's, he's going to take a year plus to heal. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. Uh, Monty Montez, Monty Montez, thank you for joining from Facebook, man. Missed you. Missed you last week, bro. Tony says, new owner Lamar, best off season ever. Yeah, that'd be dope. Man, we ain't get a new owner next year, though. No. Phil oh, says, yeah, you have to stop writing about Taylor Hagen. Let him play. If you write, you write in the end. We'll see what happens. We're enjoying winning, like we said. We'll, we'll talk about Taylor in a second. Deuce, hey, man. Deuce, Red Zone in the Lab. Go hit his YouTube channel. If you're watching this, make sure you go sub to Deuce's channel as well. Yep. Thank you. Please and it. thank you. Hey, I got a question, though. If Taylor Hardeke in the next game goes in and throws like two interceptions and we lose, do y'all throw him out and put Wentz back in? Yeah, because Taylor's leash is this big. So. You, still, you still have to evaluate Carson Wentz. In my opinion, you, you still don't have think, to evaluate him. I agree with you, but you don't think that guys like McLaurin or Allen are going there and tell Ron we're still rocking with Heineke? I'm sure. It, I, I honestly think that's what happened. Did you hear his interview where he said, man, I've been thinking about this for 12 years, what I would do if this happened. So I think that maybe he wanted to go back to Wentz and people were like, ah, nah, bro. Ride this train. Like, I, I believe that someone prominent wanted Wentz back in at quarterback, man. It just sounded like like maybe maybe Wentz, is, they, they basically said to us, I mean, Ron basically said straight up to our face that, man, Wentz is better than this guy, but we want to roll with the winner. That's basically yeah. what he said. This is what he said after the game. Yeah. We're going with Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Winning. Carson yeah. understands. Carson knows his place. So it is what Look, it is. Dude. There's something to be said for the people aspect of this whole thing. I think it's business agree, aspect, yeah, or people aspect. But Danette Pollard from Facebook, thank you for joining, says, I've been a fan since I was six years old in, I'll say, 1974. Not 1874, if you are, hey. And I'll always and never be another fan of the Redskins, but we need an old line that will protect our quarterback and protect our runners. We're lacking that. And our defense, Boom. That's all I can say. I will say the offensive line is playing better, but I also think that the scheme and the play calling has gotten better too to not force them to sit back there and protect, protect, protect. Like Carson, when Carson Wentz was back there, and, and, and Heineke mobility does help with him to be able to get around and slide in the pocket stuff. Um, Deuce said, sources, Phil's overreaction is an accurate reaction that he that, he, that his underreaction loves Taylor Heineke. Yes. Nosebleed seats on, on YouTube says Heineke doesn't elevate anyone around him. He's dependent on everyone around him. A good quarterback. Man, I, want, I want you to name a quarterback nosebleed that we've ever had that one. I want you to name a quarterback that's won a Super Bowl in Washington that elevated the other players. Name me a elevated? franchise quarterback we won a Super Bowl with. I mean, Rippin was able to throw the long ball to Garrett Clark. But them dudes was already like good, man. They had no, two Super Bowls no, already. No they was, thing. They was already good, man. They didn't need Mark Rippin. Art Monk didn't need Mark Rippin. Garrett Clark didn't need Mark Oh, okay. Rippin. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He didn't make nobody. Mark didn't make right. nobody. Doug didn't make nobody. Thousand didn't make nobody. Them dudes was already all pros, Hall of Fame guys, man. They already was doing it. So you don't need – Flacco didn't make anybody better on the Ravens. Right, you know what I'm saying. Trent Dilfer didn't make nobody better on Tampa Bay. 
I mean, at this point, it's without a phenomenal quarterback, you're just playing complimentary football. So you just got to help. You got to do. You got to have a stingy quarterback. Defense, and you got to run the ball, bro. It's it is Trent Dilfer all yeah. over again in a way. Yeah, it's the formula. It's worked for a lot of teams. It's worked for a whole lot of teams. Play defense. You have an elite defense, really, and yeah. run the ball. It's not this that is, hard of a, a the struggles of the red zone offense is putting a damn near impossible burden on the defense. You can get away with that against bad teams. Yeah. And going into my overreaction, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, yes, that was a great win, but my reaction is, Oh, we're here. We arrived. No, we haven't arrived. We beat up on arguably the worst team in the NFL at one, one, eight and one now. And I was expecting a more statement game, but it, it didn't fit. It just felt like a slow victory, almost like a Mayweather boxing match where you're just jabbing and jabbing and jabbing, and it's boring to watch. And those were you're right. I wish we would have just mm, 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 just stomped them. Like we neck, we needed that stomping, and we put on their neck, bro. Yes, those you're right. Mark Rippin did play at the MVP level that year. 1991 was the greatest football team in my opinion ever played, bro. From top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, everything included, there were better teams. There were better players on other teams, but there was never a team that had that much talent I've ever seen in the, in the Super Bowl era, man, on one squad from top to bottom. that I mean, Rippon was a, definitely a big part of that, man, but I think if they had any competent quarterback in 91, they would have won. Make no mistakes, man. I think Washington was the best team in the NFL from week one in 1991. There was no yeah. offensive butts. They should have won it in 92. Sean 92, 92, they would have. They hadn't been racked with injuries. Right. Yeah. Sean David Perez, thank you from Facebook. Thank you for joining. Says, Commander's Rule, I'm a fan for life. That's right. Aaron said, trade chase. We got the rookie math this too. This is behind, so we were talking about those other those other picks here. Chase Man, what round, what round did Mathis go in, bro? Two different positions. What, what round did we draft Mathis in? Fidere Mathis was, yeah. Can't trust it. No, well, yeah, historically, hey, can't trust it. Hey, that's the motherfucking. <laughs> that's the motherfucking. Uh, what is it? Uh, Fear of a black planet. I was just talking about something about our second round pick from uh, the other day. We traded to the can't Broncos. Um, that Scott McLuhan drafted the tweener. Public enemy. Tweener who had mental health issues. What was his name? Um, Sue Cravens. Sue Cravens. Just talking about Sue Cravens with with somebody the other day. Can't trust it. No, 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 no. Yen says, hey. I think Wentz is still still isn't fully ready yet. I think we might see him back after the bye. I think Taylor gets his next two games. But Chase is suited up, supposedly. We should see him play. Monte, yeah, we missed it. We missed you last week, bro. We missed you. We missed you. We missed you. James Nichols says, I was just about to ask that question. This fan base would be calling for Wentz if Taylor has a bad game. Good yeah. thing is, if he has a bad game, he would accept that. That's good for the locker room. Quality back is a good problem to have. That's true. Ron has the Heineke fever. He's got the fever. A couple more comments. We'll go to the next segment here. Nosebleed seat says, those teams with the mediocre quarterback might snag one ring, but they fade quick. You show me the franchise with sustained successes, and almost all of them are uh, maintained. That's my point. They're held back by a franchise quarterback captain. That's my point. Ripping wasn't it. One year. What else did he do? Doug Williams here. One year. What else did he do? You know, Doug Williams Williams is is part of the reason why the fan base is so has been so on Heineke. Um, Basically a bad quarterback. Backup, a backup. Except, who, except for that motherfucker had the greatest Super Bowl ever in history. Yeah, I mean, he had 
he had a good playoff run. He was yeah. not particularly he was he, he wasn't was. a very accurate quarterback. He had big arm. Big arm. Um wasn't say particularly it, accurate just say it, Phil. Time, but he, he had a good run in the playoffs and let just us say it, Phil. Just say it, Phil. <laughs> Doug Williams was not a good quarterback, bro. He, was not he had a sure. really he good two or three games though. He had a he had the best two or three game run in NFL history, though. About, and you can say well, Washington we wasted him when nobody else picked him up. I mean, if you look, if you remember Joe Flacco's run to the Super Bowl, that dude was mediocre all season, but he got to the man, playoffs. I think he man. was like 12 touchdowns, one interception. Mark Sanchez balled in the playoffs, bro. He, he was did, terrible all year. year, in year. The playoff. Every year, it wasn't his fault that we lost in the playoffs. It was his fault all year they lost, but in the playoffs, that motherfucker was on. Chris Eli McKinney Manning, says, same way, dog. Says, Will Levis, Lamar Jackson, whoever, pick Hendon Hooker too. Let him heal Man. up. Tony said the Commanders took Levis, over that stadium. The the, was it NRG Stadium in Houston? Is that the stadium? Yeah. They did. I was shocked to see how much burgundy and gold down there on television. It was amazing. It was actually pretty damn cool. I thought we were going to turn it up Sunday too. I, I think we will. And there's a little bit of rain in the forecast, but I think after you know the streak we're on now um, – It'll be nice. Monty says, you're right about that 91 team. Best team ever. Never to see you again. Yep. Yam says, look at Foles right now. Yep. Marcus said, Doug Williams was a black Nick Foles. I was, I was about to say that, too. Nick, Not Foles even that. Nick Foles was better, bro. You tripping. He was better. I mean, than do you want to yeah, hear, you hear something interesting? All right. So we all, know, we all know Doug Williams had an, an amazing Super Bowl. Really an amazing Never. quarter. But uh, this is – in the divisional round against the Bears. Now, granted, it was like negative degrees. It was cold. That was a game where, you know, uh, Dale Green pulled his rib cartilage uh, on a punt return. Doug Williams, 14 of 29, 207 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, following game at RFK, they beat the Vikings 17 10. We all know the play. Dale Green uh, defending on the play against Darren Nelson at the goal line. Doug Williams, 9 of 26, 119 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Damn. Um, right, Monte. He won, but he won. So because of that, people go, oh, my God, I think they overstate that. Doug Williams, was he was good in, in Tampa Bay. Injuries kind of slowed him down. He was a lot more mobile in Tampa Bay. Man, you put but, Tebow's numbers up and Doug Williams' numbers up, they exact same, bro. They're exactly the same. Dude, That's also, bro. You're also talking about two different eras, too. Quarterbacks did not have the completion percentage back then that they do now. Shit, right? I don't know. Go look at go look at the dude in the Chargers uniform and look at Roger Starbucks number. They played the same era. And then look at Doug Williams. That's that's a cop out, bro. They was passing the ball in those in those days, man. I mean, I, I'm not dissing Doug. Doug's a legend, bro. He's a legend. But let's just be honest, man. He basically had like two, three good games. And one of them was the greatest Super Bowl game by a quarterback I've ever seen. Thank God for that. And he's a legend because of it. I'm cool with that, man. Roger Starbuck had a career completion percentage of 57%. I bet it was better than Doug's. Taylor Heineke is floating at 60.8, which is not good. Doug Williams, bro. I'll take it, though. Doug like Williams Doug. had a career completion percentage of – it was a lot better with us, actually. Um Because – he had a What's horrible the first. Rating? Huh? Not gonna go rating because it, it, it looks <laughs> bad. Show that. Show that. Then show Tebow's quarterback rating. <laughs> uh, Doug same, Williams with move, us man. with with us had a completion percentage of fifty five point nine. Now with Tampa Bay, where he had a five hundred record, 
He but was a good quarterback, man. I will say this. Every year in Tampa Bay, it got better. Went from 37 to 41 to 48 to 50 to 53. And then he went to the USFL. And then he came back with us, 56, 56, 54. Point is, you don't really need an elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl. I mean, it's he nice did. to have one. If you think about it, how many elite quarterbacks have won Super Bowls in the NFL? That's 32 starting quarterbacks. That's like five niggas that got Super Bowls. I mean, let's just be honest. Well, about and they it. were all elite quarterbacks at the no, time. Man. It was man, Brady, Rodgers, was. I've never thought Russ was elite. I've never thought Eli Manning was yeah, trash, bro. One. I'm Eli, about... Manning, Eli Manning was the most mediocre quarterback in the history he of the league. Is. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, bro. He is, the, he is the epitome of winning a Super Bowl doesn't mean you're good. Right. He has two rings. He is not good. He is going to be in the Hall of Fame first ballot, bro. Yeah. First ballot. He's one helmet catch away from being a nobody. Man, he's going to win a he's riding off Hall of Fame man, first man. ballot. Him and Lynn Swan are going to be the worst Hall of Famers in the NFL, the history, though. Yeah. Phil, let's turn it over to you, man. Good, bad, ugly, great. Those in the chat, give us your good, your bad, your ugly, your great from the game on Sunday. Go ahead, Phil. Good run game carried us uh, to you know a 10-minute advantage in uh, 10-minute advantage in uh, time of possession battle. Uh, bad, those two near picks by Heineke. You, you gotta gotta control that man. I know, I know. Quarterbacks throw picks, but make them work for it. Don't serve them up. <laughs> Don't serve them up like that. Mm. Um, and um, the ugly was not. Not stepping on their on their throats. We got sloppy in the second half. We got real sloppy in the second half, and that did it for me. That, that that's ugly. You can't. You go twenty to nothing at halftime. You get outscored ten to three in the second half. You weren't trying. You were just playing not to lose at that point. Um, the great was our defensive line all day. I mean, we held them to what negative one yards in the first half. Yeah, I don't care what team you're playing. You're playing professionals, and you do that, that's dominance. That is ding, ding, great. Ding, ding. That's right. Dev. Now, I'm going to oh, point out something else here. Monte says, tell bro, Doug, Joe, Rippin. Uh, don't put Joe Theismann. Yeah, Joe Theismann was an NFL MVP in yeah, 1983. Yeah, he was a legit. That's the Joe, last franchise quarterback we legit quarterback. That's the last franchise quarterback we had, by the way, unless you count RG3 one year. Over unless a sustained period? Yeah. Theismann was probably the last one we really had. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But we but got three team, Super Bowls. Again, again, even Theismann had to deal with the backup thing, you know, for about a year with Joe Flick or with uh, um, Tom, Flick. Tom Flick. And then he he shut the door on that. But that's what this fan base does. Billy or Sonny, Flick or, Joe, or, Flick or, or Theismann. Jay or Doug, Doug or Mark, Mark or Stan. That's what uh, we do here. Ether Gus, Becca you know, Rex, gives on Rick or Robert. Green or for right. Yam says, "Ugly uh, Eli is funny as heck, though corny but funny." I do. Yeah, he is funny, and I will say, do you guys ever watch the Eli and Peyton? Yeah, Manning cast. A, Eli's a yeah, total it's, bro. It's pretty good. I, I like man. it. They're yeah. they're fun to watch on television. 
Saturday, the Saturday Night Live skits are just on another level. And and and, and Doug Williams is is probably was probably the epitome of being a leader, bro. That, that dude yeah. brought so much more than just stats. I'm not trying to diss Doug. He's great, man. He was he was an all time great, especially in my community as a black person, man. He was like a. That's when I started liking Washington when Doug was there. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the reason my family liked him. Basically, man, a black dude in the nation's capital playing quarterback, dope. You know what I'm saying? Probably why they like, brought him back originally to be the yeah. player development lead. Yeah, yeah, man. Doug team. Williams meant more to the rock. Doug Williams meant more to me than just football to, to our community than football. That's why he's up here to us, man. But right. if we just look at the field stuff, man, Doug Williams, man, he was he was very average, but he had those games, man, where he, you know, he when he when it mattered most, Doug came through, man. Yeah. And you can never take that away from him. He's the he had the greatest Super Bowl, in my opinion, as an individual quarterback in history. And I, he basically didn't even play the fourth quarter. Basically, just handed it off. Like they walked them dudes down, man. They walked Denver down. Yep. You know, and, uh, and, James says, "Do you trade Chase Young and keep Payne, Sweat and Allen?" We just talked about this a minute ago. Smith Williams and Obata looked like better anything than Chase put on film last year. We you you must oh, yeah. you missed this earlier, James. We talked about it. I mean. There's no way you can keep Chase Young, Payne, Sweat, and Allen. So at least one's going to go. I think at least two's going to go. And I don't know if it's, you know, if, if you want my opinion, I say you keep Allen and you keep. I would like to have Allen in a bookend, but Payne's that dog this year. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Sweat, I don't know if Sweat demands that top five money. So Man, look. I, I would say keep Payne and Allen, and then you can figure out the outsides yeah. later. You can't keep them all four. By the way, man, that whole thing that he, they look better than Chase. Chase was leading the league in double and triple teams last year before he got hurt. He we was. look at we look at Sacks as a whole outlier of being a great defensive end, but no one was more efficient at defensive end than Chase yeah, was, was last also year. The he, highest rated, come up. he was also the highest rated edge player against right. the run last year. We can't look at Sacks as a totality. Yeah. I, I, I explained this last podcast. If we're we run, Jack Darrell's defense, most of the time only rushes four. 29% of the time is like I think we looked up today. We're twentieth in the league in blitzing. We very seldom blitz, bro. So they're having to they're playing four on five at minimal every play. You know what I'm saying? So they yeah. can double team guys. It's they can double team two or three guys that even running back and a tight end in. It's harder yes, to get Chris. through versus your Dallas who blitzes like forty nine percent of the time. They're sending six, so one person's going to get through free. A lot of the times it's Parsons because they move them around so much. So you can't look at his numbers. That's guys that's getting 10 sacks this year that are you're looking at are better than Sweat. But Sweat is way more efficient and a better player than those guys. You're just a not lot of those it. guys, too, you, you bring up the double – you got to think, Sweat got a sack against Davis Mills because they ran a stunt, and Allen drew a double, I think even a triple team, and just bowling balled himself into them, and Sweat just comes right behind him around that mess. All right. What happens when those guys can't double team on the interior like that? Because now they got to focus on chase. You got to keep more guys in. That's less guys going out on pass patterns. If these, I think this defense is better equipped. The front four is better equipped for facing, you know, somebody's getting double teamed, somebody's getting triple teamed, and other people are, are, are getting through. James Nicholas just asked a really good question down here. If he was getting double, why wasn't the rest of the defensive line eating? They weren't because stunting. They were running straight four. Yeah. yeah, they're still playing four on five. But they were running. Minimally. They weren't even stunning. They weren't doing anything. You're seeing a lot more of that out of the line now. 
they're not just rushing four straight um, and, and then hoping that talent wins out. They are actually trying to be a little more creative on defense, and I think that you're going to see that continue because of the fact that we're it, it's working. Instead of trying to work the game plan around the talent, they're working the talent into a game plan uh, that fits their talents, and I think that, that we're, you're seeing that now. David yeah, Shepard yeah. from Facebook, thank you for joining. Uh, Nosebleed Seat says, I think elite linemen in the middle are hard to replace. That's kind of what I said. Let sweat go before pain. Yam says it too. Sweat is good. Solid, just not great. He'll get a bigger offer elsewhere. Kind of reminds yeah. me of like Preston. Sweat, sweat is going to be an, should be an all-star this year. And I consider all pro, at least the second team on defense. But yeah. y'all, y'all, I hope you, I wish you had those numbers we showed the other day, man. He's like top two or three in every category for a defensive end. Every He's like number one in a few. Like I think he gets his got more quarterback hits than everybody else. He has more pressures than everybody else. He just else. didn't have the traditional statistics to back it up, like right. you said. He didn't tackles, get home. Tacks. He didn't get home, and that's a but part of the, the system, bro. His advanced metrics were off the chart last right. year, but no one he's, he's one, no of, one, he's one of the best two or three defensive ends in the league yeah. this year. Greg, Greg says the, um, for it, the good was running game, ugly was Heineke, great was the D line. Marcus says good was the running game, bad Taylor Heineke not using his progressions. Ugly, we have to get the killer instinct. Great, our defense has dogs in it. Dev, you that's got mine. you got good back ugly great lined up, and then I'll that's go a, and then we'll that's mine exactly. The good was definitely our defense. Uh the bad was Taylor Heineke's ability to just take what's given to him and want to push it upfield every time. And the ugly was the you know, the body, the the was it the double pump handle slam they put on Pierce. <laughs> in fact, while we're at it. That guy gets the Glock Dookie Award. Do you have the picture? Yes. We're well. You're jumping ahead one segment. Oh, okay, we'll just do it right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, hold on one second. We'll we'll get there. Right. We'll, we'll we'll go to the next second in a second. Uh, when we do game hold balls. Um. My good was a, a rushing game, like you said. We had 153 rushing yards against the worst rushing defense in the NFL. So I'm glad they did it. Bad Taylor's performance. You know, he walked away with 191 yards. Yes, we got the win. Yes, he was a game manager. He was 15 to 27, seven yards per pass, no interceptions, no touchdowns. He did what he had to do. It wasn't, it was a very ugly performance from a quarterback perspective, but he managed the game great. The ugly was that soft D in the second half. We, we, Phil, I think you said the same thing. We did kind of let him come back into it. Not necessary. Should have just kept the hammer down and just kept slamming him. But overall, the great was the defense in general, but specifically, the rushing defense, we allowed 21 yards to Damian Pierce, who already had almost 800 yards this season. Uh, he was averaging way over 100 yards per game. He came out of there, I mean, as a team defense, a team offense, they had 21 yards. We gave up 1.3 yards per rush. Davis, excuse me, Davis Mills had more rushing yardage than Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce was 10 for eight yards. Davis Mills was five carries for 10 yards. So, my great goes. And he, didn't with, have to get, he didn't have to get power bomb to get it. Rushing, <laughs> rushing yards. So, <laughs> with that that being said, Dev, I'll turn the next segment over to you before we go into game balls. Well, and let's just let's well let's transition. Let's do our little intro to Dev's next session. <laughs> It's the Glock Dookie Award brought to you in part by my man Dev. All right. We all know. Do you have the play lined up by any chance? But in, we just, I think we've we showed the play it. earlier. Yeah. Well, the Duke, Glock Dookie the award winner, this or loser, however you want to say it, of this week has to be Damian Pierce 
for getting rock bottom, sidewalk slam, pump handle slam. What was it, Phil? What's the movie called? Gut wrench suplex. Gut wrench suplex. Gut wrench suplex on the field, bro. You deserve the Glock Dookie of the Award this week. And I like giving them the other team, you know, so keep it up watching it. <laughs> you could also easily give that to Ridgeway as well for doing it in the first man, place. But... It's a duo. <laughs> that man's upside tandem. down. He is vertical. It's almost deadly, boy. It's like if you watch I... at other angles, like all three of them got a hand on them, slamming them. I know. I'd be curious to see what I Ridgeway... think they were trying to stop him from doing it. <laughs> Somebody man. in the chat, what is Damian Pierce's weight and what is Ridgeway's weight? Bro. Look it up right now. I want to see the difference between Ridgeway, Ridgeway's weight and Pierce's weight. I mean, Ridgeway's a strong-ass mofo. I mean, we got him from – I think the Cowboys cut him. We picked Damian him up. Pierce is 5'10", 212. Man, 5'10", I got a child in here bigger than him. I got a 14-year-old bigger than Damian Pierce, bro, in this house right now. I mean, I got John one. John Ridgeway. I got one the size of Ridgeway, too. 320. <laughs> 320. Oof, I got okay. one his size, too. So Yeah. <laughs> Damian Pierce with the Glock Dookie Award. Glock Dookie Award this week is brought to you part by Oh, Damian. James. James Nicholas. You do not know what a Glock Dookie is? You should subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel. We know bro, about it. <laughs> bro, go on YouTube, right? Or actually go on Google. any place that shows pictures. Go look up a Glock Dookie. The greatest weapon ever used in federal or state penitentiary, bro. <laughs> when when Dev first told us about the Glock Nuki, it was it was a sight to see. Phil was like, "No, I'm not gonna go Google a Glock Nuki." And sure enough, I did, and I was, you know, I'm very happy that I did. But yeah, don't uh, Google it. Man. Yes, Nosebleed says we need to steal Fred Ward from the 49ers, then linebacker Corby Monsters. Which yeah. one of that linebacker you sitting down because on the play too? Trent Dofer and Wentz is a better comparison. Taylor isn't. Dev said, can you shorten that to the bad Taylor Heineke? Chris says he thinks the Falcons are going to beat us. I think they will humble Washington. Well, we'll get into that Thursday First night on our next Chris, Falcons no, live, live stream preview. I don't know what the odds are. I haven't looked at them yet. Look at that tomorrow in preparation. I think we're up three, right? Thursday. I, I, I don't know what the, the odds are at the moment. We are three and a half point favorites. Three and a half point favorites. There we go. Means it's six. Okay. No opposite way. Nosebleed seat says I'd also caution against what we see on TV versus what the entire film shows. We might think Heineke is hitting the four yard pass and what the D is giving, but he's also passing up guys downfield. Yeah, he's missing those easy reads. And I forget who put it in the chat about the good, bad, ugly was. I think it was Marcus missing the progressions. The progressions are there. He's just missing, he's just missing the reads. And same thing that Carson was doing. But Carson's reading, learning the system. How many years has Taylor been in the system? Do the math. I don't know. Five? I can't remember. I think it's five now, but it shouldn't be like that. Uh, next segment, game balls. Dev, give out your game balls. Uh, my or, game ball goes to – And then you all in the chat, give us your game balls in the chat. One for offense, one for defense, last special teams, or however you want to do it, but give out your two. Game ball. I'll try to think of the dude's name. I got uh, short-term memory loss due to uh, too much smoking. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Montez Sweat, man. Uh, very efficient day. Uh, destroyed the edge. Kept uh, Got a sack or two sacks, I think, right? Last game, my tripping. Did you get two sacks? Uh, Montez, excuse me, you said, who did you say? Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat got two sacks. John yeah. Allen got two sacks and Payne yeah. got one. Right. 
I'm going Montez Sweat as my player of the game on uh offense on defense. On offense, I'm gonna go with uh Curtis Samuel, man. Curtis Samuel, okay. Ended up finishing up with uh one catch for 10 yards, but he also had two rushes for 18 yards and a touchdown. That one right. rush he did have for 10 was pretty, pretty clutch. Show was nice. Show was Phil, what's your game balls? I got a game ball for on defense. We're going to go Kendall Fuller. Very nice. Pick six. And on offense, we got, uh, I want to go Logan Thomas. Finally, you know, had a show up, show out game. Five catches, 65 yards. It's nice to see him get back into the offensive, uh, you know, deal. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that. Yeah, so I'm going to give a game ball to uh, Logan Thomas. Okay. In the comments, we got any comments here for game balls, game balls, game balls. Andre Shorter, what's up, bro? Thank you for joining us from Facebook. Marcus said, you fellas and Commanders fans have aggressive place. Thanksgiving. Be blessed. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving food here in just a second before we shut down. Yam says, there have been countless replays from other YouTube channels and people who analyze film and angles. We just don't see with the receivers open and calling for the ball. And Taylor Heineke just doesn't see them. That's true. Greg Delaney, game ball on offense. McLaurin, defense, Derek Forrest. James Nichols says game ball to Kendall Fuller. He got the party started. Good call on Logan, game ball, Phil. Yeah, so yours was – I forgot all about that Logan Thomas. uh, So, Phil, you say Logan Thomas for your offensive game ball? Yeah, he said Logan Thomas. Okay. That's who I was yes, gonna I did. Give. That's who I was gonna give. Sorry, I was typing when you said that, but that's who I was gonna give. But I will redo mine. Um, all right, who else in the chat got some game balls? I love a Lo- Logan Thomas. He, I feel like that was his breakout game coming out of his. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna give it to him. Five catches, sixty-five yards. Logan Thomas. Yeah, you still have a game. Got a good game, man. Your, I, hope that, I hope he's back. Yeah, and I'm gonna give my defensive game ball to uh, Derek Forrest. Just he just playing a phenomenal game. Numbers don't really show it, but that pick was just something else, man. Could have gained what a find. You know, like you know, if you think about Derek Forrest though, last year they were talking about him as possibly starting last year. Then he got hurt. Like he bought up last year in preseason, like before, like in camp. Derek Forrest was a name, and he got hurt, and people forgot all about the guy, man. Yep. So you know that's a testament to him working hard oh. and getting out there, man, and taking making the most of his opportunities, man. Derek right. Forrest is quickly becoming one of my favorite players on the team. Love him, love him, love him. Yeah, Monty awesome. says, uh, "We win and let's keep winning. It feels great. We win this Sunday. That's two times we won three in a row. That's right." Yeah. Yam says, "My game ball goes to the fans that traveled and showed up. Now let's just get them to FedEx Field. Amen, brother. A." Man, we got to win because I talked cash hit the Jimbo last year and we won of the bullshit ass throw up in the air to McLaurin. Yeah, I mean, I, I we got to win this year because I know he's gonna let me have it. If you listen yep. to Jimbo, bro, take it easy on me. All right, before we close this down, Thanksgiving eats. What do y'all got? What do y'all got cooking in the oven for Thanksgiving? All right, it's Thanksgiving is two days away. Um, no big deal, but I want to know what are y'all eating for for Thanksgiving eats? Lay it on us, Dev. I'll start with you, man. What, I'm not cooking what, at all. You're Zero. not cooking at all. So what Zero. is? I, I honestly think I'm going to eat like a turkey sandwich, watch football, jerk off, smoke. I think that's what. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm you got to get that food from somewhere, though. 
Hamlet's in Glasgow, which is the home of George Clooney, if y'all want to. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we're going there probably to uh, to eat, maybe. But I'd rather stay here, man. I don't really want to yeah, go nowhere. It's I'm cold as hell out here. Man. It's like 29 yeah. degrees. And for our, our football games we have uh, coming up for this week on Thanksgiving, we have um, Buffalo, Detroit at 1230. That should be a shellacking. Dallas in New York, 4.30 p.m. And hey, we might sell food stamps, though. I might. New York, excuse me, New England and Minnesota, the 8.20 p.m. game. So that should be good. But I want to know what else is cooking. So for, for this year, we're not doing a turkey. We're, my family, my, my in-laws and my parents are coming up. We're going to do, I got a, a six-pound bone-in rib roast. I'm going to throw it on a rotisserie. I'll, I'll send some pictures. And I'm going to cook that. I think I might do a, a spatchcock chicken. Deb, if you know what spatchcocking a chicken is, basically just cutting it open and just laying it flat. By the way, for the record, this is the gayest pod I've ever took part in, man. You talk about spatchcocking. <laughs> spatchcocking a chicken is That's a like thing. Four That's why I Paul's, Paul's, Paul's comments. This spatch. I love spatchcocking a chicken. I don't know, man. <laughs> you, basically, you just take the chicken instead of it being all round. You just cut it in half. And you just lay it open oh, it out like that. Yeah, yeah I know. Like I know what smash cocking is, bro. Yeah. There you go. Okay, wasn't sure. I watch YouTube videos. Yam Yam says fried chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans, maybe some baked onion. Man, that sounds like Tuesday. I don't, what? It's Thanksgiving, <laughs> man. This is, is, is baked onion like blooming onion? How is yam? It is I'm not right. eating yams. You know what I'm saying? Yam. Yeah. You don't eat yams on Thanksgiving. Your name is Yam in Japan. Damn, they got turkeys in Japan? I don't know. They should. You have access to all that food over there? Greg Delaney says, collards, mac and cheese, turkey, sweet potato pie, stuffing, and ribs. That's the classic. I mean, ribs, for me, isn't usually on the menu for Thanksgiving. I like some collards, man. But all that other stuff. Put the fat back in there, Greg. Your mama put the fat back in them collards. You need it for the extra. Who eating chitlins? Hey, Greg, you eating chitlins? Marcus, y'all got some chitlins? I know Tony got some chitlins over there, man. Hot sauce on them. Yam says, I didn't think of grilling or barbecuing. I should make some of my pulled pork barbecue sometime. I haven't made in a while. Yeah, yeah. I live for that. I try to do it every Sunday for game day. Do something. It's, it's man, fun. He grills out every day, man. He's like a he, – hey, Steve would be awesome in the projects, man, with the rest of us that didn't have electric. We just, You ever go to the project and see somebody grilling out in the you know, snowing Charcoal. outside? That means that electric's cut off. I was that <laughs> dude. I know how it feels. Tony says turkey, ham, green beans, mac dressing, mashed potatoes, and cornbread. Yep, can't Not go wrong with the plastics. Fan, bro. Yep, we're doing uh, the rib roast, the, the the spatchcock chicken, and I think we're gonna do a casserole, a green bean casserole, uh, just some mashed potatoes, and I got a pumpkin pie cheesecake sent to me from my aunt from what? a place called. I, it, it was a gift. She said, "If you and so New York in the Bronx, they got it. I think it's the Bronx. They got this place called Juniors. It's a really famous cheesecake joint up in from New York. So it's freeze. It's like on a dry ice. She sent it down. It's amazing. Can't wait to crack that open. And then we're gonna do a birthday cake for my son too. So we'll have a cake and that that pie too. So man, we are getting spammed by by some of this stuff. Look at this. These spammers in the chat, man. Man, dude, I got a." New data online sex find info, bro. Yeah, Damn, I mean, um, Yam says can't get yams here. I can get sweet potatoes, but they aren't the same. Greg says they cooking chit- chitlins, but I don't need it. Okay, what? Hey, send an email me a plate. <laughs> Yam says I take what I can get. I could do a traditional Thanksgiving via mail order, but it's hella expensive. That hey, shipping. You need to go to McDonald's, man. I live on I the Aspen of a peninsula in the seas of Japan. That's true. 
That is true. But I hey, know, you know, for all y'all lonely folks, Amazon Prime right now, if you join Amazon Prime, you get a year free of Grubhub Plus. So if y'all are hungry, call Grubhub Plus. Somebody be open. Grubhub Plus, that's right. Well, we're going to shut this one down. We thank you for joining us on this post-Texans Moxie Monday on Tuesday, Victory Monday on Tuesday breakdown. It was fun. Thank you very much for joining in. Deb, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, Shout-out to both our kids for having birthdays this week. You know, Vasante, I love you. Um, that's about it. All right. Shout-out to everyone who joined the chat. Too many to name today. Lots of people. Thank you so much. Please go hit that like and subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already done so. Um, like Yem said, we're we're trying to make it, man. We're almost there. Shout out to Sex Five Info, man. Keep, you're trying to get everybody <laughs> laid on you guys YouTube. up. Live, live, live stuff online. We're so close. People like it, hit subscribe. Also, we're all available on any of your uh, get your audio podcast platforms: Odyssey, Google, Spotify, Apple, Anchor. It's all out there. It'll be published at uh, 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. So please listen to the replay on audio if you want. But we, we appreciate you guys. Phil had to go run. Um, we hope everything's all right with him. He gets you a shout out. His shout out to Taylor Heineke. Don't let him fool you. He says shout out to Big Taylor. He hopes you do big things on Sunday. We will be back, not Thursday, as we traditionally do our Thursday last year. We'll be back Friday night at 8.30 p.m. to do a Falcons pregame uh, review. And we have a guest lined up. I'm not going to break it yet. I want to make sure it's actually going to happen before we do break. But we have a guest. Hey, Thank you, Ruby. It's not, it's not. Monte, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, says smash that like on YouTube. So, yep, we'll catch you guys Thursday night. Uh, we really do appreciate appreciate you guys. Hey, we're winning. We're six and five. I think we're going to open up as favorites here in Atlanta. Come out of there seven and five. Play the Giants going into the bye week and the Giants again. So, fingers crossed, man. We got this. But, hey, we appreciate you guys. As always, peace and hail. Meow. Oh.